Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Rebels Rewatch. I'm your Herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd mom, Megan. And this week we've got a couple for you, but we're splitting them into two separate episodes because we've got one that's very... I don't want to say our favorite, but it's the one we... It's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's, it's one, one lots to talk about, lots going on, very... It's it's not only got its plot to, to drive, but it's also got a greater plot to drive because you know mm-hmm. elements from this are going to come back later. I don't know. And so it's really big. And then we've got one that's a little bit more chill. So mm-hmm. we decided to split them off. That way people can decide if they wanted to... Listen to both, one or the other, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so the first of the episodes that we've got going on uh, right now is Path of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I stopped a long time ago trying to uh, say what number of Rebels episode it is mm-hmm. versus the number of Rebels rewatch episodes it is because it confused the crap out of me because <laughs> sometimes there's two, sometimes there's one, and sometimes it's a pl- pilot, and sometimes it's not, and yeah. it's confusing sometimes it's the international pilot <laughs> it's just it's insane so that was a um, Twin Peaks joke for we're just going to tell you what episode we're talking about and you can figure out which episode number that is exactly do it for your own dang self Sip but coffee i know we're almost through season one um this is uh around the halfway point mm-hmm. and we return to um a central theme which is of course, Ezra learning to be a Jedi. And this explores a lot of interesting elements. Um, it's really weird how you can... Anything you do with the Jedi almost seems to tell you something new. Mm-hmm. Um, this should be just a simple... Mm-hmm. Uh, I say should, but it, should. It, it, in, in the mind of a viewer it's like oh he's gonna learn some jedi things you don't expect to learn you don't well you don't really learn anything but you learn that you don't know everything Mm -hmm. uh about the jedi yeah it this has some really big the gathering vibes from the Wars, but it's completely different it makes me think like is it normally a group that goes Mm -hmm. to the temple or is it supposed to be just one with their master? It, I think it's supposed to be a master and apprentice. Yeah. But um, I think they were training. Yeah, they were pumped. Yeah, like that's the whole reason that Ahsoka was on the front lines mm-hmm. as a teenager is yeah. because they needed more. Which you know, I mean, we always children. yeah, we always come back to that side of like Kid Jedi child like thirteen. <laughs> no, uh, Jedi child or not? Yeah there's still a child and it's yeah. just one of those interesting things where it's like this emphasis put well because you're a jedi though yeah you know um and the most re- relatable thing i can kind of equate it to um i'm not saying it's the only example but it's just the first example that comes to mind is i think of like pastor's kids oh, you know yeah. like um speaking as one <laughs> right yeah. i'm not one but uh, you know <laughs> I, I i have seen all the emphasis put on prominent pastor families and the idea that the kid is supposed to live up to it they're They're supposed supposed to to be better right and it's just this constant pressure in terms of just like well but you know and it's like well i'm just a kid well Mm -hmm. no you're a pastor's kid and that makes it completely different and And it's just like why yeah i'll say my parents they didn't really take that path you know there was definitely an era of you know you're a good kid you need to set an example right but 
it was never like a you're a pastor's kid so you need to be you know way right. above your friends you need to be you know holier than thou well and it's and it's sometimes not even what your the parents do but it's the external exactly. expectations too I cannot tell you how many times I was told you should know better. Right, just because of who your parents are. Exactly. And and it's very similar with Jedi where it's just like, well, they can handle it because they're Jedi. Yeah. Or, well, they can be in charge of hundreds of lives because they're a Jedi. And it's just like, I mean, I'm not even thinking just being exposed to war. I'm thinking like making tactical battle decisions. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Like, yeah. not that, not that. It it's just, it's a complicated thing, but I think regardless, we can probably agree that young Jedi is mm-hmm. a it's 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 a weird yeah. realm to mess with. And that's why I always think about like when I listen to the Hamilton soundtrack, the history has its eyes on you song. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. always think of Ahsoka because yeah. she. I was younger than you are now when I was given my first command. Yeah, that's Ahsoka. Yeah. I mean, she's she was 14. It, she's been through a lot and taken on a lot. And I, I think, you know, so going back, like, that's why I think that that what we saw in the Clone Wars, while being along the lines of what it's supposed to be, is out of bounds of tradition. I think normally yeah. it's a it's like this episode. It's a master and an apprentice. Um, what I love about Kanan's emphasis on. Ezra's training is he hasn't really like there's a a line from Hera where she's like you know you have to after what happened in the cave you have to and there's this Mm -hmm. emphasis like it it can sound like oh and and Ezra's even tempted with this like oh he's powerful you have to train him you have to use him Mm -hmm. like it can sound like that but overall the idea behind Kanan and by osmosis Hera Mm -hmm with Ezra it's more about their emphasis on stereotypical great power great responsibility like you have to learn this because it's who you are it's how you're going to be a better you it's not how you're going to be a rebel hero how you're going to save a whole bunch of people it's about how you are in control of yourself yeah you've got something and you've got to learn to control it because you and mm-hmm. I think that's way more at the heart of what Jedi training is supposed to be Absolutely. than the whole well millions of people are relying on you and yeah. you're you've got to be the hero and blah 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 how do you think that conversation with heroin like he just you know it's been a long day they're getting into bed at the end of the day and Hera or er, Kanan just turns to Hera and goes Ezra used the dark side today <laughs> well I mean knowing Kanan's own anxieties as a master I'm sure a lot of that was counseling his own anxiety and and and, because I mean we've seen he has a propensity to you know um turn the blame on himself yeah um and there's a healthy dealt with that as a partner (laughs) there's a healthy portion to that in terms of it's healthy to take responsibility i mean you are his teacher Mm -hmm. you know you are at the end of the day responsible um so you do have to hold on to that factor but you know kanan obviously goes too far and i'm sure i mean all of that we don't see on screen but i'm sure it's it's tough for him because i mean he just wants to be a good master and 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 we see elements of that in this episode that he's dealing with that as well yeah and that's what i love 
about this episode, um, along with Rise of the Old Masters, both of them emphasize while he's trying to teach Ezra, he has things he has to learn too. Yeah. Um, and that's the ebb and flow of Master and Apprentice. And what I think is missing from a lot of Jedi in their prime is, you know, it's meant to be this constantly learning and passing on mm-hmm. kind of routine. Um, but so many Jedi in the golden era thought that they had achieved something and you know yeah they were passing on what they learned but they didn't think that they could have learned anything that they could have done anything wrong Mm -hmm. meanwhile kanan's much more open to that um yeah you know and i think that's because he's more guy than jedi yeah you know he's had more time as just a regular person than he did as a jedi and i think that's why his emphasis with ezra is more on you've got to do it just to be a good person not Mm -hmm. to be a hero it's almost like that's how we should be teaching our children. Pretty much. Like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it kicks off with Ezra and Kanan mm-hmm. um, chit-chatting. And yeah. Ezra wants to learn more, but he's also... it. it Ezra's pulled back as much as Kanan's pulled back. They both know what happened, and Ezra's scared of himself. Kanan's scared he's not going to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like for a while they were just like, Let's take a break. Sounds like working with kids. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, the constant anxiety that you're going to mess up the future. Right. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, um, they decide to go go for it. Um, and Kanan emphasizes it as this is going to be a, a test to see if you're really cut out to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting about that is this concept of, wait, so what if he fails? His force powers don't just turn off, so, like... Now, obviously, we're not talking about the Jedi Order. I'm sure that's a different conversation, but it's this imagination of, like, what would that have looked like in normal circumstances? Because, I mean, it's just this idea, if you have the force, you either have to be a Jedi or a Sith, right? Yeah. What happens to those in between? Mm -hmm. They have a connection to the force, but they're not necessarily one or the other. Yeah, like, I... I think about that sometimes. What what if Ezra had never found a Kanan? Right. What happens to all of the Force-sensitive youths out there that never got discovered? Mm-hmm. Because as we see in The Last Jedi, and as was confirmed in The Clone Wars, uh, you can use the Force without training. Oh, well, yeah. It just takes, you know... You just don't... Discipline. You don't know why you're doing it, how you're doing it. Exactly. You, but you can do it. And... Um, like, oh, oh, dang, I was going to say something. I can't remember. Does that just make you a good sabak player? Like, <laughs> right. how do you use it? Um, I'd love stories about that. Well, and I also wonder if you, well, as much as you can use it without training, I wonder if without training, eventually you lose your connection. Like, if you're not constantly work, it's kind of like muscle. Mm-hmm. If you're not constantly working on it, um, it eventually goes away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. When you're not able to upkeep it, you, yeah. When you get clear, off steroids, I still think he could whoop somebody's butt. Oh, absolutely! Have you seen his Instagram videos? Oh yeah, but at the same time, it's not what it used to be. And yeah. I think that I think I wonder if the force is like that because it's almost like a muscle that we flex as much as it is like an energy we feel. So it's like there's so many layers to the force that that mm-hmm. it it's interesting to think about. It's like an onion cake. Yes, lots of layers lots and lots of layers yes 
nasty, nasty layers. Because <laughs> onion cake. It's like a bloomin' onion from uh, uh, Outback. Right. Or an awesome blossom if you're a Chili's fan. There you go. Um, so uh, they set out uh, with the um, oh, the Phantom. The I Phantom. always forget the, the mini ship, although I love the mini ship. It's precious. I love when little things dock with bigger things. <laughs> Most of my favorite Transformers are little things inside of big things, and it, you, I, don't, I can't explain it. Your favorite Transformer... Oh yeah, he's, he's full of little things. Box. He's full of little things. Yes, he is full of little it's, things. I, I, it's one of those things where it's just like there's things and things and there's a flap and then it's just like, I can't explain it, but it's I'm amazing. I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. <laughs> um, nonetheless, they they take the Phantom out on a ride and Kanan basically lets Ezra kind of guide. Mm-hmm. Um, guide. Yeah, oh, of course, he knows Air what quotes. he's going. But Cause that's it's always good doing. to have a backup plan. He was literally looking at a holocron right as Ezra well, walked in. I do love that they don't explain that until later. And it's one of those things we think he's doing a deep Jedi thing. But in reality, he's, he's, he's coming like, up with plan B. Yeah. And it's such a dad thing. Like, I cannot tell you how many times my dad knew what was going on. Oh, yeah. But told me to figure it out. Yeah. And then let me... You know, make mistakes and figure it out for myself. And then mm-hmm. when I got it, he was well, like, "Oh, I knew." Be- well, if he had just taken him there, he would he would have missed out on a lesson of connecting with the force. Yeah. And he, if he knew Kanan knew, he wouldn't have tried as hard. So you yeah. know, it, it it has its merits. True. And then, um, but so they find a temple on yes. Lothal, which it kind of loses its pizzazz after a while. I know for me, because I, I mean, I know this stuff, <laughs> but like, it was really interesting. I don't know if it was for you, like the first time, like, oh, there's a Jedi thing on this planet. Because you got to mm-hmm. think this is before Rogue One, yeah. where Jedi was a thing that like, yeah, this, this, this wasn't normal yet. Now it's normal to know of Jedi places. Um, another one was just introduced in comics where there's this like Jedi archive on some planet we've never heard of. And it's just like, okay. Like, it, we keep learning that apparently the Jedi had libraries ev- everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the Jedi were just like... I use, I use libraries like, loosely, by the way. Yeah, it's like McDonald's. Right, there's, there's one on every corner. One right, on every planet. <laughs> and like, some are nicer than others. Like the one in Orlando, it's mm-hmm. like... A, it's a really oh, yeah. nice one. one of the best. It is a multi-level McDonald's with a huge You can get pizza, list. you can get burritos, you can get, get a full cake. You can get a full cake, yeah. you can get a pizza. Yep. It's amazing. Man. Um, what was I talking about? Jedi temples. Oh. <laughs> it, well, and what, aside from the one more recently kind of just, and it, when I say introduced, it was literally just mentioned. It was just. Yeah. Um, we don't I know anything else other than it's there. But mm-hmm. as far as the other established Jedi <clears throat> outposts, I think is more appropriate. They're not full temples. Yeah. But they're places where Jedi have a connection with the Force. And what's interesting is all of those planets have a connection with the Force. Mm-hmm. So it's... it. I wonder if on planets that are particularly closer to the Force for some reason... Yeah. If that's what warrants, oh, we need a temple here. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Because... And what's interesting is the whole element of Lothal is... It's a very nature-driven farm planet. 
that is slowly being overtaken by um, corporation and um, production. You know, they build factories there with the empire and everything. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's this unnatural trying to overtake the natural. Mm -hmm. And most of the places we see the force stronger is where the natural is more prevalent. Like Dagobah and and stuff. It's almost as if every living thing has a connection to the force. Well, and that's what I'm, that's what, what so what makes a particular planet closer to the force then is that that's it, my point is it I, I wonder what the force is like it's a nice planet right it's, it's got it, loft cats yeah i could live anywhere plus. but this is where i choose my vacation home i'm gonna make more loft cats right but what's yeah. well makes but, your corn grow but you balance good. that out with the primary jedi temple was on a literal city planet i think that was I think that was encouraged. Oh, absolutely. Well, like... I well, I mean, I think overall it's a metaphor in mm-hmm. terms of they're in the heart of the Republic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it showed. Well, really, I should say they're in the pocket of the Republic, but yeah. all in all, intent all all intents and purposes, it's a metaphor for mm-hmm. they think they're they think their church is separate from the state when in reality their church. Is, is, in is in the state like it's like and it's built on top of a sith temple yep if that's, that's a good a idea <laughs> right that's a good idea Ugh, well there's something underneath the jedi that's yeah. evil well i mean it's like you kill weeds and plant a flower that doesn't necessarily mean mean the le- uh the weeds won't come back mm-hmm. um it, it it's one of those planting weed what are you talking about <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like i get what you're going for in terms of we're going to redeem and reclaim this place and do something good with what was bad but at the same time you've got to think about the fact that if you don't absolutely destroy this bad thing mm-hmm. no matter it's like saying well i have this bad habit so i'm going to volunteer some time at the soup kitchen and that's going to make up for it yeah if you don't deal with yeah. and purposefully and intentfully stop doing that bad habit mm-hmm. or avoid things that'll encourage you to do that bad habit. Volunteering yeah. at the soup kitchen and helping grandma across the street is not going to make it go away. It's not going to make you a better yeah. person. Let's take it one step deeper. Oh no. We're going to take it a step deeper friends oh, and family. Okay. So say you have a traumatic life experience. Yes. And like you're dealing with that fallout for probably the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. If you all of a sudden decide, you know what, I want to get rid of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start doing other things Mm -hmm. like uh, volunteering at a soup kitchen or I'm going to do Mm self-care. I'm going to, you know, do all of these wonderful things that are going to outweigh the bad thing. Mm -hmm. But you don't deal with it. Yeah. If you don't deal with the roots of your problem, guess what? It's going to come back. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. is It's not criticizing doing good things. No, not at all. It's criticizing not dealing with bad things. Because it's exactly. almost... Doing Do- good things without dealing with the bad things is mm-hmm. almost as bad as not dealing with the bad things at all. Yeah. Be- because it it's not a scale that you can tip. Yeah. If you... No amount of face masks and freaking getting a pedicure or taking a bath is going to overthrow something that happened in your life that has negative side effects yeah and and you can <clears throat> do all of those things yeah but you you have to specifically go after okay this thing i do that i don't like exactly 
why do I do it? What what makes me want to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this thing. It, it, it makes me think about this, and that makes me do this. Okay, well, I'm going to get rid of that thing, and I'm going to avoid anything like it. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you've got to... Yeah. And, and that's kind of like what's... That's what's so interesting about what's different about Kanan's approach to training Ezra than the Jedi thing. The, with Kanan's thing, it's it's about digging deeper and being a better person, exactly. not being a better Jedi. Exactly. And, and spoiler alert, Yoda shows up. Yoda's <laughs> point to Ezra is that, like, oh, you want to get this power to use yeah. it and be a better Jedi and all this other stuff, but what about, like, you've got to get deeper than that. It, it's mm-hmm. something bigger than that. And, and that's a big lesson for Ezra. Yeah. And that's just life in general. Like, you've got to go deeper than just wanting to do good things yeah. to cover up bad things. Wanting to get better isn't good enough. Yeah, you got you got to work on it. Yeah, mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Exactly. You got you one go. more quote? Um, live, laugh, love. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so they get to this temple, and, um, and this is why I say I think that the emphasis on these kinds of things is meant to be master and apprentice is because mm-hmm. they have to work together um, to raise up the temple. Um, from the ground and everything and I I think that's significant in terms of I I don't think that's a class project I think that is a get closer with your master work together kind of thing Um, and then so when they get in what's interesting is and there there's not much here that's why I say it's more of an outpost kind of like a a, not a monastery I guess it's it's a place where Jedi I guess would go meditate you know get closer so. to the force other than being connected to the force i don't think there's much significance to this place yeah also the force isn't about lifting rocks you literally have to lift a big rock to get in there <laughs> to get in the temple to yes. get into the temple exactly you have to master and apprentice gotta lift a big rock to hey, get in. exactly ray ray is full of lies um <laughs> And so when they get there, this is where it gets very gathering, where yeah. Kanan's like, you've got to go in, you've got to... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't say anything. Like Ezra's like, what am I looking for? And he's like... Everything and nothing. I, and, and he's like, what does that mean? And he's like, I don't know, that's what my master... Exactly, it goes, I love that. It goes back to the Yoda thing he did of do or do not, there is no try. And he's like, that makes no sense. And he's like, I know, but Yoda said it. Exactly. <laughs> I love the self-aware moments of Rebels where it's just like, Kanan can just spout this thing he's exactly. heard all his life and then it's just like but Kanan have you thought about that because that doesn't make sense so he's like oh yeah <laughs> like I literally have in my notes Yoda is a Pez dispenser of wisdom oh yeah he is just well and it's not to it. disqualify no what Yoda said or what Depo said yeah. you know everything and nothing it, it like there's meaning it to it it makes sense but I think that it makes sense in context yes Absolutely. When when Kanan used it, I don't think that quite worked because I think what Ezra needed to learn mm-hmm. was to try. I think he needed to learn to be like, it's bad, but I can try anyway. Yeah. I think here, the the everything and nothing doesn't apply as much, but like, yeah. I think it's this idea of if you look for what you're looking for, you're not going to find anything. Yeah. Versus if you just look, because mm-hmm. that's kind of the vibe I get. From what Ezra's trying to experience. Yeah. Or supposed to experience. Yeah, and I'd say the do or do not. That quote is about intentionality. If you think you're going to be... If you think you're going to fail, you're not going to do it. Exactly. If you're like, I'm going to try, you're not going to be able to do it. But if you intentionally say, I'm going to do this, Mm -hmm. 
that's going to have better yeah, it's, results. Yeah, it's about your attitude. Exactly. Attitude and that's why I say it's about, And then that's why I say it's about context. Exactly. Um, so, and this is where we kind of split off. So Ezra goes in, Kanan stays out, and they kind of have their own different experiences. Um, but what's interesting is before we realize that, Ezra goes in and he's kind of lost for a second, and then Kanan shows up. No, he starts really, he starts doing the oh, yeah. meeny, meeny, miny, mo to pick a path. Yeah. And then the force is like, no. <laughs> well, part of the force. Part of the force. Well, and that's what, so do you think, and this is where like the sides of the force get interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think Kanan was there as a guide of the light side and that, spoiler alert, the Inquisitor was a representation of the dark side or do you think it was all the dark side? Because I, I, until you had said that, I had always interpreted it, it's all the dark side. I, I think this is kind of like the Force showing Ezra, this is what will happen if you continue to live in fear. That's how I took it. Mm-hmm. Is you're so you not, don't think dark side at all? I, I think it's just the Force, personally. Interesting. Because of how, the, how it plays out. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, Kanan leading Ezra through the hallways, then he loses sight of Kanan, mm-hmm. which is, put a pin in that. <laughs> and then Kanan gets attacked by the Inquisitor and is ultimately killed by the Inquisitor. Killed. Yeah. Uh, air quotes. I was going to say, they can't hear your quotes. Yeah. <laughs> because of Ezra's fear and inability mm-hmm. to act because of that fear. Mm-hmm. That's how I interpreted it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we see it the same way. I think you just see it as purely the force, mm-hmm. like neutral force, whereas I see it, I saw it, I've always interpreted it as dark dark side mm-hmm. just because the inquisitor does strike down Kanan in the vision and constantly chases him i, yeah. I saw it as more as dark intentions but yeah I, think... I, I see what you mean in terms of it could mm-hmm. also just be a faux pas in terms of you know just trying to edge him towards a mm-hmm. decision one way or another yeah i think it's it's ooh, partially ooh. oh oh what blah, blah, blah. what if the force isn't light or dark until we make a decision like, what if it is the neutral force, but if he had decided to act on his revenge and his vision, mm-hmm. that's what twists it into the dark side. But by him choosing to not act in fear, twisted it into the light side. Look at you, Oh my gosh. Ooh, I love, oh. That's really interesting. Theories. Well, um, because I've const- yeah. I've been thinking about that more in terms, and, and especially since we just talked about it in a recent episode, like. Yeah. What if the force is just the force until we do something? Yeah, like, I, I, I've I, also kind of thought about, like, what if this is, it's it's obviously the force is forcing huh, uh, Ezra to confront the things that he's the most afraid of, you know, being, right, losing his master, being abandoned by his friends, you know. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's why I say, like, the he's being presented with decisions to make. Yeah. And of course, in the episode, he makes all the right ones. But what, what if he didn't? Yeah, what I mean, because it's one of those things where it's just like you can push a kid into the pool, and they can learn to swim or they can sink. Like that's how I learned how to swim. What if the force is that kind of influence where it's just like it's going to put you in there, and it's kind of on you one way or another. But the fact is that the bad could happen just as likely as the good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just. I think I've thought of that, but I've not thought of that until mm-hmm. it all clicked there. Yeah. 
it's really it's just interesting so but i i i think now i'm i'm in that boat of i think you're right like he's being given these opportunities to go one way or another uh luckily he makes all the right decisions yeah um because yeah kanan's struck down and he's kind of got to deal with is he going to act in revenge on that which is what he wants to do um he runs into the rest of the ghost crew um and has there's a great moment where he falls down a shaft Oh, yeah, yeah. wakes up looking at the mural that's being painted. Yeah. I loved that. And um, so that, it like, you know, Hera's like, oh, what a waste. He was so useful. Zeb's like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really believe in him. And Sabine's like, oh, well, I pitied him. And it's just constantly these things, like, that are going through his head, but... This is all, like, anxiety. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But luckily, he bounces back quick in terms of, like, no, this isn't real. That's not... Mm-hmm. That's not who they are and everything. Yeah. Um, but then, but what's interesting is, okay, so he, he wins. He makes that decision, right? And then yeah. the Inquisitor shows up and kills them. And it's just like, good job. Yeah. Um, and that's, and so it goes back to that next challenge of, again, dealing with that, that primal fear yeah. of, of the, of the dark side. I think that the Inquisitor is his, you know... I think it's his representation of the fear of his own power within the dark side Mm -hmm. because of that moment in the last episode when the Inquisitor was like, hey, I could teach you things that your master could never teach you. Mm -hmm. And I think Ezra is kind of going through his head like... So it's this like persistent thing of... What if I could have said yes? Right. Or like, what what could he have taught me? Hmm. And I think he's afraid of thinking of that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, he kind of does the Freddy Krueger thing in terms of, like, takes yeah. away the power by not fearing it. You have no power over me. Exactly. Um, and it's all well and good. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we all, we, I mean, uh, well, there were some moments where, like, yeah. first viewing, it could have been confusing of, like, what what is actually happening? Because that yeah. whole Kanan thing was kind of a, mm-hmm. it was a really good tease yeah and you know what i realized while we were watching this episode what's that i've seen this episode (laughs) yeah yeah we watched it a long time ago Mm -hmm. like when it was first airing Mm -hmm. and i was just in the room while you were watching it and it was interesting oh yeah it's one it's of season one it's one of my favorites along with uh rise of the old masters Mm -hmm. it's it's really good uh empire day um that kind of two-part is really good too Mm -hmm. um so then Ezra continues along, and he has his encounter with Yoda, and while mm-hmm. Kanan's Very meditating, um, he's getting impatient, and that's when Yoda speaks to him as well, which for Kanan, Kanan doesn't have much, so I figured we could just go through that. Yeah. Um, for Kanan, I feel like this is far more impactful than with uh, Ezra, because Ezra's just like, oh, weird voice in the sky, yeah. whereas like Kanan's wolves. like... I know this voice. Yeah. I know it's Yoda. What the heck? <laughs> like, because it's that cool force manifestation of, like, the little fireflies that we see in, uh... What? What's the name of the episode? When well, Qui-Gon... it's multiple episodes. Yeah. Well, but it's it's the finale of yeah. Clone Wars. When, when he goes Qui-Gon to... appears to Right. So, Yoda. um, he goes to the Wellspring of Life, mm-hmm. and that's kind of his guide, is yeah. the little... Uh, fireflies which makes me think like is yoda just sitting in his tree eating his dinner just like hmm 
let me check in on my <laughs> one of my peoples. Well, I wonder if he felt he's been feeling... I mean, because with not having a lot to do, I'm sure he spends a lot of time kind of reaching out to the cosmic force mm -hmm. and trying to connect with the bigger picture. And I'm sure at multiple occasions, he's probably felt what's going on because he's not contacting them and not knowing what's going on. He knows. Yeah. He knows Ezra. He he knows of what he's going through. So I feel like he's been keeping tabs for quite a while, mm -hmm. um, which is very interesting that he would still emphasize well, I know why he would emphasize, but it's it's interesting that he wouldn't try and be like, oh, hey, come to Dagobah yeah. um, with them. Um, so I don't know if he kind of already knew how things were going to go and was just kind of helping them on their journey towards those things. Mm -hmm. Or if he was just like, oh, well, let me drop some wisdom. Yeah, I had a thought just a second ago, mm -hmm. um, which is why I leaned back and did my thinking pose. Mm -hmm. um, but it ultimately doesn't make sense. For Ezra, what? Um, like, what if, what if the Force was reaching out to Kanan using a familiar voice? Mm -hmm. But that yeah. wouldn't make sense for Ezra. No, it's definitely Yoda. Yeah, it's definitely Yoda. Um, and so, and this is where Yoda kind of confronts him with the whole like, you've still got a lot to learn, um, but you've got to, you've got to remember kind of who who you are and what the remember. the point is. Um, because I think, I, you know, again, Kanan's big emphasis is he's constantly worrying about, am I going to be able to do it? Am I good mm -hmm. enough? And all this other stuff. And it's just like, eh, if you trust in the Force. Yeah, because he was a Padawan. Right. When all this happened. And, and that's why I say, like, it's it's super important to remember that Kanan has things to learn, too. Mm -hmm. um, with Ezra's encounter with Yoda, he kind of goes through that moment of, why do you want to be a Jedi? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, such a job interview question. Like, right. so why do you want to work here? I've asked so many people that question this week. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah you've been um, doing job interviews all over the place. And it's, like, it's so interesting how many jump to the, not stereotypical answer, because it's not always stereotypical, but yeah. this, what they want to hear. Yeah. Kind like, of, what they think you want to right. hear. What I love about Ezra's response, though, is he's, like, because Kanan believes in me, I guess. I don't know. Like, he's so teenagery about it. He it's is. so funny. And I love when Taylor does such a good job with some Being of those lines. Yeah, he does so good with some of those lines where it's just like, I mean, it, he's like looking at the Firefly things and he's like entranced. And it's like when you ask someone something when they're focused on something else and it's just like, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. Really? You, you have no idea who you're talking to right now, do you? You have experienced that so many times with me. Oh, yeah. It's like it's so distracting. Yeah. <laughs> just like, hey, Megan, do you want to go to the pizza? And I was just like, yeah. 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 Um, and so as Ezra kind of goes through this why experience with Yoda and kind of deals with like maybe he doesn't all maybe he's not a hundred percent in it for the right reasons you know he wants yeah. to make the empire pay and all this other stuff and it's just like oh that's what being a Jedi is about yeah revenge is and, the path and of what the I Jedi. love is when it's like he's like is that what Kanan taught you and he's like no Kanan's a good Jedi and all this and it's just like I, it's like when you ask a kid, does right. your mom teach you this? And they're like, no. They would never. And they it's just like, so why are you doing it? Exactly. Yeah. And it, like Yoda's really just there to help them along to their realizations. Yeah. 
And ultimately, when it comes to, you know, I want to help people. I want to protect people. Mm-hmm. I want to give people hope that I've been given. You don't have to be a Jedi to do that. You you can just be a good person. Exactly. You and don't have to wish you were in Star Wars to be a good person exactly. and give hope. But he's going to be a Jedi because yeah. he gets a kyber crystal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I love the look of the kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a necklace that is that I got from Earthbound. It looks like the kyber crystal mm-hmm. uh, from the from Rebels and the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that they're not just like chunks. Yeah. I like the fact that they're, you know, little crystals. Absolutely. And I think that's more examples of physical nature coming in contact with force nature spiritual Mm -hmm. nature where it's like they're so close that they're both Mm -hmm. um and so it ends with him um building his um lightsaber which is really the coolest lightsaber oh yeah um and what's significant is because his lightsaber is a metaphor for himself much like kylo's is a representation of himself Mm -hmm. and i can have a whole episode on that if i wanted to let's do that but um it's made up of parts of all of the ghost crew Mm mm-hmm Literally everybody gave parts or found something and yeah, did even something. Chopper. Yep. Oh, that's and, so cute. You know, that's such a representation of who Ezra is in terms of he's an amalgamation of all these people that have poured into him. Um, but he takes all of that and makes it unique. Yeah. He doesn't he... make it what you would he doesn't copy anything. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, he makes the coolest lightsaber. Cool, <laughs> which we will talk about next episode. Well, no, I mean, we well, yeah, he uses it in the next he one, but it. like, yeah, it's a blaster lightsaber. It's so cool. It's such a, Why I don't know. Why has no one ever thought of that before? Exactly. Well, and what's interesting is you don't know that it does that. Yeah, it, it just looks like it's got a cool handle. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll mention it again in the next episode, but I love when Kanan's like, mine doesn't do that. I just love yeah. that whole, like, dang kids and their fancy stuff. And it makes me so sad because I know that he doesn't keep it. I know. I it's hate so that he sad. replaces it. It makes me so sad because that's so cool. I know. Like, I, I, mm. I hope that Black Series does a Ezra lightsaber. I've, I feel like eventually we're going to get there. Yeah. I mean, I would I'll love it. i just keep the hilt. Oh, yeah. Because it's still cool. It's so cool. Um, but that's that's our episode. That's Path of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And um, clearly lots going on. Lots of great themes and and undertones and a lot of things that are going to impact the greater story and so um let us know what you thought um if you ever want to give your opinions if you're ever like oh they're about to talk about my favorite episode and i want to say something uh if you join our patreon you get access to an exclusive discord channel where you can chat with us about rebels and we can use um those conversations to help build an episode and Mm -hmm. um get your opinions out there and all that good stuff so if you want to check out our patreon page it starts at just a dollar a month and uh it's just a way to support us and what we do and get rewarded with things like our rebels rewatch we've got other exclusive episodes and after shows all kinds of cool stuff so check out our patreon page pretty please um other than that just hang out with us on social media we're on twitter instagram facebook uh we've got youtube and twitch as well with other things that we post so mm-hmm. we've got lots going on make sure you're connected with us everywhere and we'll be back in another episode soon yeah. so stay scruffy guys <laughs>